Hi, my name is Max, and this is the Power Source Podcast, a place where I'll talk about old school games from a new school perspective. Today I have another, the same guest, another of the same guests with me, my good friend and uh, personal confidant, (laughs) Jay. Hey Jay, how are you? How's it going? I'm here again. Here again. I came back. You came back. I resurrected you from the dead. I keep you in a little you closet. And I, I take you out when it's time to do a podcast. So this is uh, like a little ghost. Yeah, like a little ghost. Like a podcast. You're like the set of fine china I take out whenever I have to record a podcast. <laughs> and um, so you know what the topic is today, Jay? What is the topic today? The topic today. So also sorry um, to the hashtag listeners, which is my teacher. <laughs> Hi. Um, for my audio being echoey because I'm in a different room than I normally am. Um, but the topic today is video games in other forms of media, like movies or TV or, you know, comic books. Because video games in itself is a medium, right? To tell a story or to just have an experience. And so then taking that and trying to translate it into a different form of media or like a different medium is always an experience. And I've been thinking a lot about it recently. They don't do it very well most of the time. Yeah, unfortunately, it's really bad a lot of the time. It's, you uh, said that Free Guy did it well. I Free Guy. Okay, listen, right? So I saw Free Guy in theaters recently, and it's essentially um, about like a Grand Theft Auto style game, um, but instead of following the players, it follows. Um, like the, a, a non-playable character, so an NPC, so just a character in the background who like lives his life in this awful city and like works in a bank and is the most generic guy ever. His name is Guy, and um, they actually did it really well because video game movies have a history of being awful. Um, and by video game movies, I either mean video games with, like, I mean not video games, movies with video games as a plot, and then movies. That are the plot of a video game. The book, either one, always bad. Don't diss the 1994 Super Mario. That one was really good, actually. <laughs> okay, anyway, so <laughs> that, I have fond memories of it. So Free Guy was really good because, like, it took a completely different perspective on video games. It was like, it, it, because you know, I've seen movies where they like, you know, Ready Player One and all that stuff, where they kind of you know, the, the, the user interface and futuristic and it's this whole thing and like they treat video games like it's like some sort of like computer wizard magic and then it's like terrible. But Free Guy actually like, you know, it, it used some Hollywood lingo, like some Hollywood computer lingo. But other than that, it wasn't like awful actually. It was like it had, it was mostly accurate and it presented it from a super unique point of view. From the point of view of a person who was not even playing the video game. And so it was like, wow, this is... Huh! Wow! What if you have just some dude? Yeah, just like just some dude in a video game because it's like the from, from what I ended like from I, I saw this like take this idea a while ago that the thing about video game movies is that those stories are always made to be more interesting when you're playing them and when you're part of them. Like that's what something that makes. Oh, hello. Ooh, okay. That's something that makes, like, video game stories and movie stories very different, is that video game stories are the ones that you like, like, you feel 
you experience and you, the, the experience is what makes them interesting and what makes them engaging because you know take duke nukem for example you could watch duke nukem but like it might not be as fun as playing duke nukem because it's like well i don't know how to explain this it's, it's being yeah. duke nukem is more fun than just watching him do stuff yeah, it's like you feel kind of more immersed in the character when you're like figuring him out, when you're finding out, you know, what you can do and what kind of gets done, I guess, as Duke. And so it's like, you know, for example, Duke Nukem, uh, since I, we love him on this on this uh, podcast, but it's like, yeah, it's like they're like, okay, for example, another video game movie. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but you know Doom. You know, you know what Doom is, right, Jay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doom got a movie. The Rock was in it. Why? Why was why was Zuma get a movie or why was a rock in it? I guess both. Is the wait is the rock in this movie or did I um? No, yeah, he's in this movie. I th- I thought I hallucinated it, but nope, he's in it. He's uh he's in this movie. So t- it's a two thousand five movie. I just <laughs> wanted to find out. But essentially, um, it's like they like they took essentially the plot of like Doom three. The worst one, the worst one of the, all the Doom games, <laughs> um, and then made it into like a movie, and it was like notoriously bad because it was just like, ugh, why was it awful? I didn't even watch it. I just watched somebody tell me why it was awful. I was listening to a, a different uh, YouTube video about why it was awful, but essentially it was uh, it was really bad because it's like people were like it's lazy, it's it's you know, tries to be cool, but isn't, it's not original, and it just, people were like, you know, people like in 2005 were like, hey, I want, if I wanted to play Doom, I would play Doom, but I'd like, if I wanted to see Doom, I would play Doom, but if I wanted to, like, I don't want to watch somebody play a video game, which, you know, is kind of, I guess, counterintuitive to what we've come to now, is with like, you know, YouTubers and like Let's Players, but like, you know, it's, it's, people were like, this, this one sucks, because they wanted to, like, they're like, there's no plot development, there's no character development, like, nothing happens in this movie except for, like, flat dialogue and, like, killing, you know, aliens or whatever, I guess, the plot of, of Doom is, and then they were like, if I want, yeah, if I wanted to see Doom, I would play it, I don't want to, this is like watching some, over somebody's shoulder, it's like, it was boring, and nobody well, liked it. Well, it's not even, like, watching over someone shoulder because when you're watching like a video game let's play it's like okay i'm sitting in the room and watching this guy play but like you're watching it happen and he's making funny jokes and stuff and it's like you know it's it's still fun because there's something happening but then like you watch the movie and it's just kind of like they're they're telling the story um but they're not doing it well and they're you know not letting it like they're they're being like this is what happened but the thing about video games is that sometimes it doesn't happen like that well, I guess yeah. that, that doesn't make sense. Um, no, but it makes sense. The movies are just like, we're telling you what happens in the game, like the plot of the game. But then, when you play the game, you get to do other stuff. Like, you can go look for Easter eggs, and you, get, and you can replay a level and shoot things again. Or you can replay a level to get a better time. Or, like, you're watching a guy, another guy play it on YouTube and you're listening to his funny banter and watch him fail the level over and over again. And you're like, haha, this is funny. But then in, in the movie, there's no video game logic. They're just like, this is this is real life. And there's no video game logic. And we're just watching some guy 
tell the story, but he's doing it bad. Yeah, because like most of the time these games don't even have like plot, you know, like Doom 3 was like the first one that had a air quote, so I'm air quoting right now, a plot. Um, and even then it was like bad and like people didn't like it. Um, but it's like Doom, like Doom doesn't have a plot. There are games with plots that might be able to be made into movies, right? But it's like, they, especially like, okay, I'll do this another point, but it's like, Doom doesn't have a plot. Neither does Mario, for that matter. The, the, like the 1994 Mario, was it 1994 or 1990 or 1984? I don't remember, but it was, in, it ended in four, I don't remember. But that one, it's like, Mario hardly has a plot, but like, an important factor is like, you know, the first person perspective, where it's like, you feel like you know it differs from let's plays because let's plays is like you're like you're playing a video game with your friend is kind of i guess the vibe to it but then um what is it like watching a video game movie is like watching a video game from the third person it's like it's it's it's, it's hard to describe right because it's like a part of what makes video games so unique is that they are a directly interactive experience and so that means that you get to change the world, you get to interact with characters, you get to decide what happens. And in a movie, you're just kind of watching it. And it just, it, it, for that type of story, it just doesn't immerse you the way it should. And so they just never work out. I guess another thing, another one, like, now I'm thinking of, um, See, the reason I, I wanted to get a different, uh, no, no offense to Jay, but I wanted to get a different guest, um, but I'm hoping that I'll be able to get him if, I, if he uh, <laughs> replies to my Twitter, but like, um, I wanted to talk about a show called Glitch Text, which we actually have a, a friend who worked on that one. I fucking, oh, what shit's fire. I really like that show. Um, it was an animation, animated cartoon, um, essentially about like, uh, Nintendo type, I guess, kind of like a vague like video game company like xbox type thing um but for some reason like they had a unique technology that would make the video games like come into the real world and start like causing damage and then they essentially hire these two kids as like glitch techs to take care of all these glitches that come into real life and so um you know the i remember i watched it through and i you know, I really liked it. I thought it was fun. The concept wasn't too cringy, you know? It didn't make me want to roll my eyes or like, you know, like, oh, this sucks. It's so, such a bad, like, interpretation of the video game, like, culture or whatever. But, um, I do, like, I do remember, like, cringing at, like, the gamer lingo they were using. Because it was, like, out, because the thing is about gamer lingo is that it's, because of the internet, it's always changing. Like, when was the last time you heard somebody say frag? I saw somebody on Twitter say, oh, a frag in Fortnite or a Fortnite frag. And I'm like, I have not heard anybody say like frag in reference to Fortnite in my whole life. That's so weird. Sounds like a slur. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? You know what frag means, Jay? F-R-A-G? I don't. <laughs> I'll be like, oh my god, Max, did you just say a slur? No, yeah, fra <laughs> no frag, F-R-A-G. It means, um... Well, it's like, uh, to, it's like, I'm pretty sure it's just like, uh, killing somebody in a video game. 
That's like that's what from my, my understanding is just like to kill someone in a video game. That's what I, that's what it means when you're using it in, in reference to. Oh my goodness, there's so many cards. I'm so sorry, but like in reference to a, to like an FPS or to a, a video game, it was mostly used in like the Quake days and like way back then. Um, but it was like uh, a frag is when you kill someone. Um, so I have some I I saw when radio TV tweet like oh you know in the late you got a Fortnite frag and I'm like what is this? Don't say this. But, you know, in glitch text, they would use a lot of, uh, it does sound like a slur. That's what, I, I realized what you were saying, like, after you said it a second time. I was like, oh, there's an R in there. But it does, like, it sounds like you're saying a yeah. slur. It does sound like I'm saying a slur, but it is not. And, like, if and you were in the, in the Call of Duty, you were in the Call, Call of Duty lobby, and you were saying, oh, I, I fracked that guy or whatever, and then someone's like, you, you said a slur in Call of Duty. With, like, people all Jay, people are always saying slurs on Call of Duty and on purpose I too. <laughs> I know. Somebody would probably be like recording in their video game let's play and they'd censor you. It's <laughs> that's fun. It's strange to think about getting censored for saying the word frag. But uh, a frag is also a hand grenade. I had to Google it because I wanted to see what the definition of it was. Yeah, but I knew that. In video I games, it's a. Uh, in video games, it means to kill uh, to kill somebody, um, and so it's like. Uh, yeah, so it's like, you know, the glitch text used a lot of. Um, did you watch glitch text, Jay? Mm, I did not. I tried <sighs> watching it, but I just I was not into it. That's. How could you do this? Our friend worked on it. Our friend was an intern. I on know. The show. Our How could you do this? Intern on the show. I wasn't even friends with him when he was working on the show. No, me neither. I remember. I, oh my god! I think one of the first times I talked to him. This is derailing at this point. But I remember one of the first times I talked to him. I sent him like an ask because he was talking about working on glitch text, and I said, "Ask like, oh my god, you worked on glitch text because I had just seen it. I thought it was the coolest thing." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" Um, but glitch text was like. I thought it was fun, you know? It, it was lighthearted, and it was like a fun take on, on the idea, right? Because it's like, the thing- I didn't have anything against it, I was just like, not that into it. I watched only the first episode, though. It, I think it got better as you went on. It was pretty like, you know, you see it, you're like, yeah, this is a Nick, this is a Nickelode this is a Nickelodeon cartoon. You know, from an animation perspective, it's like, yeah, this is good. I, I wish it had gotten more seasons, because it, it definitely deserved it, and all the love went into it. But it's like, um, essentially, uh, we should have gone. We should have gone here on the podcast for this one, but it's in class. But it's like um, I liked the thing though about it was like it was uh, it was just a bit outdated, I guess, for me. Like not like the, the lingo that they used, but not outdated as in like Quake lingo, but like two thousand and like ten gamer lingo, like loot well, and like, like swag and by, like yeah, like created by people whose most recent video game experience was like with those words, and, and then, like, they don't realize that the, the landscape has changed and people don't use those words in current gaming. Yeah, it's like, it's it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you did your research and you definitely, like, did try to, like, make it as relevant as you could, but the gamer lingo was a bit, a bit dated. Just enough that it kind of made you cringe hearing it. Um, but other than that, it wasn't awful. It really wasn't that bad. Hi, welcome back from our commercial break. Um, we actually have another guest here with us. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? 
Uh, hi, I'm I'm Harith Star Guy. I'm also Hirai. Don't forget it. <laughs> What's your favorite video game? Um, just as what a, is my what? Your favorite video game? Uh, I mean Tulip, the kissy game. <laughs> the kissy game. Oh, we'll have to talk about that one another time. Um, so we oh, did. Yeah. We'll have to, Don't oh, worry, I'll bring in a bunch of information from that later. We'll talk about weird PS2 games on the next podcast, I promise. Yeah. Um, so we were just talking about glitch text, which you worked on. You were an intern uh, on that show, weren't you? Yeah, worked on is a very uh, strong uh, way to put it. I was you were there. Like, I, I was an intern for like a month and a half uh, <laughs> uh, in, in, in 2018. But you were still uh, on and it, I did so... get a lot of- it, it, it was- it was cool, I- it was just like, oh, I got a lot of insight into the process, and it's like, even though I don't think I, like, worked on it at all, it was still pretty impactful to me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one thing that I was talking about was how I thought that, like, I liked it, and it didn't do the whole, you know, video game thing, like, sci-fi video game thing too terribly, but the thing that really got to me was, like, the, the lingo that they used a lot in, in the game, like in the game, in the show, was very like 2010. I was like, oh, nobody has said swag in like 10 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I remember like watching and going through, that would be my, uh, my daily process would be, um, uh, they told me at one point, like very, at the very beginning, like get yourself acquainted with the show, watch the animatics, uh, you know, read the scripts if you want, because, you know, they're like, you're interested in writing, so, you know, read through those, get some uh, insight and whatnot. Uh, and I did, and that was my daily routine for like uh, a few weeks was just watching the animatics uh, for for each of the episodes, amongst between other tasks, you know. But like, uh, and you know, getting an insight into like what the um, what why how the kids spoke, how you know how they did, and uh, you know, just kind of like watching it, and then like smugly going off to a discord with my friends and being like so i guess in this world dingleberry is like code for dipshit or something <laughs> yeah it's like it's like I, that was like my the one issue i had with it was like the language is like weird but and it like... needs to be like recog i i understand it needs to one be recognizably gamer and two not be horribly out of date within like one year of uh broadcasting Right. Yeah, because it, I, it I wasn't awful. If, if the show, if the show had been greenlit a little bit later, you would have been hearing more PogChamp. I wish we had PogChamp in Glitch Text. Do it say season I two, think, please. I think they should say PogChamp in uh, season three of Glitch Text. Please get on that right now. I did, I did, I mentioned, mentioned this already, and um, I did DM Dan Milano on, <laughs> on Twitter, and he did not reply to me, so I'm, I'm heartbroken. I do hope, I do hope we can get him, that would be fun, but it's like, it's nice yeah. to talk to him again. It would be fun, I would, it would be awesome to get to know the dude and see what he thinks about, you know, this, this same topic, but it's like, you know, well, there's always tons to talk about, but like, um, you know, I guess the idea of like video games. Did you ever? Did you guys watch Pixels? Did you guys ever watch that one? Um, I hate to admit that I watched it. I think through uh, uh like through and around other like sources and reviews, 
on like YouTube. I did not watch Pixels itself. I had no desire to. <laughs> I, I watched it in theaters because my brother loves Nintendo and he was like, oh, arcade games. And my dad, who like also grew up on like ancient games, was like, oh, video games. I can share something with my children. And so I decided to take us to watch that movie. And it was the worst thing I have, like the worst video game movie I think I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of bad video game movies. Because it was like, it, it, first of all, Adam Sandler was in it. Um, wasn't he? Was he was the main character, wasn't he? Yep. He, yeah, Adam Sandler and Kevin James were in it. Um, and twenty fifteen. This, this game. This movie. Ah, uh, this movie came out in twenty fifteen. Oh my god. Um, that feels like ancient, like a long time ago. But like. It, it was like clearly one of those video game movies that was made by people who didn't play video games or haven't played video games since like, you know, the, since like the, the Atari. arcade era. Yeah, since the arcade since era. They were teenage, since they were teenagers playing like Galaga. And it's like, and it's like, the thing is like that whole movie was like, I guess, kind of trying to capitalize on that nostalgia. Because you watch it and you'd be like, this is clearly a joke for somebody in their like mid 40s. But it just like, you know, I was like, this is not good. And I'm like, what? How old was I? I don't remember. 2015. Uh, I don't know how old I was. But it was like, I was like, this sucks. This was not funny. I was like, the, the jokes aren't funny. Nothing is landing. You know, this this doesn't even make any sense, like, video game-wise. And it's like, I know it's like aliens or whatever, but it was just awful. I think you're correct in saying, like, uh, Pixels has come out of this sort of place of, like, nostalgia, but, like, has no understanding of like modern gamer culture and like modern you, you know uh geek culture or at least it hasn't it's its perception of modern geek culture hasn't really evolved past uh revenge of the nerds essentially whereas i and i say this with the most love in my heart glitch text also made by the same guys uh, the same you know people who you know grew up with arcades and grew up with the snes and uh, stuff like that, right? Uh, the difference, though, is that a lot of the crew on Glitch Text has grown up with different generations of games and different types of games and different, you know, genres and consoles, uh, platforms and all that. And there's an understanding of a wider, more modern gamer culture rather than gaming being seen as, like, this very niche gaming thing. Kenobi in the show, Kenobi is huge. It's a mega corporation. They don't just sell game consoles. They sell all kinds of electronics, right? Uh, the game consoles being their main priority thing, but they sell all kinds of game comics, like gaming consoles, electronics. Um, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure there's like a blender or some shit that goes like a wall at one point. I don't remember. Um, and like you tune in onto the TV, and there's like a Twitch streamer who's like. We're streaming the epic. She's and she's like, we are we are streaming live to you. You know this epic like gaming esports tournament that's happening at the Hinobi, uh, at, at the Hinobi store, and like there's a huge crowd for it, and it's it's on the fucking TV in uh, in the in the taco truck. Stop swearing! And I have to hand this in. Oh, sorry. Oh, just cut that out. <laughs> I'm not it, cut it. I don't the, care. It, it's on the TV in the taco truck, and it's, like, it's incredibly amazing, like, how mainstream the gamer culture in the show is. And nobody is ever, like, laughed at or called a nerd simply for being a gamer. 
right? Being a gamer is a point of pride, essentially, but it's also just fairly normal. Which I guess is like, we're like this now, I feel, you know? Like, you, you, somebody's like, oh, you know, I like video games, and you're like, all right, like, whatever. When it's like before, it's like, oh, you like video games? You like, you nerd who never leaves the basement? But now it's like, somebody will tell you that they like to spend their afternoons playing, like, you know, Call of Duty, and you're like, all right, I guess, you know? Like, nothing special about it. Yeah. I think about also how fairly recent this development is, that, like, first of all, gaming and, like, mainstream culture has gotten huge, and I want to say, like, maybe the last for, like, five or six years, you know? Pixels was maybe the last remnant of gamers are considered nerds and freaks, but, like, think about Overwatch. Overwatch came out, and then, like, the esports scene kind of blew up. I don't, I don't think that's the exact timeline, but, like, you know, esports kind of blew up as, like, a big, like, venue-filling thing at around that time, right? Whereas in previous, you know, previous decades, previous generations, uh, if you wanted to have, like, a gaming tournament, you would rent out, like, a room in a, a room in a hotel, you know, near a convention center, and you'd get some folding chairs, and you'd all set it up on this TV, and you'd point a camera at that TV, uh, and you'd, you know, you'd have the, the guys sitting on the folding chairs playing with their N64 controllers, uh, you know, shit like that. Sorry, stuff like that. Um, and, uh, now, you know, uh, I, I, you know, here in, in Burbank, uh, NBC Studios, uh, right near there is the Blizzard Arena, where they have all these big Overwatch League, uh, uh, esports events, or they did before the pandemic. But it's, like, this huge thing, right? You, I would walk around town, you know, and I'd see people with, like, their Overwatch League jackets, you know? And they just, they're normal people. Yeah, the they fact that, like, like, esports huge, exists. They don't have, like, the huge glasses, you know, buck teeth, pocket protectors, you know, the our stereotypical sort of nerd look. And I say this, you know, within the last five, five, six years, because, I mean, not to out myself as even more of a nerd, but I've been rewatching like, Total Drama or whatever, and, like, one of the seasons has, like, a gamer character on it, and he's, like, this, like, Seth Rogen-esque nerd who constantly is pulling out little Game Boy like, like, little Game Boy Advance things or whatever, and he talks about, he's like, I haven't played a game in, in 48, uh, it, he's like, I haven't played a game in, video game in 48 hours, I'm dying, or whatever, and then he's going through, like, intense game withdrawals, and he starts seeing, like, the 8-bit pixels in, like, the real world or whatever, and it's like, you can tell that this is before, like, gamer culture became super mainstream, and this is just, like, a TV writer's perception of what a gamer is, but they haven't played games since the 80s. It's so, it's like, the fact that esports is like, it's so goofy, because it's like, you know, even at that point, people were like, you know, I guess kind of coming out of that, you know, it was kind of becoming more of a, of a mainstream thing, but it's like, the fact that esports exists at all, like, think about like, Twitch is also like a, a huge reason that like, I guess, you know, video games kind of became, well, I guess, you know, the idea of streaming video games became like, super popular, and like, I feel like in recent times, Twitch is like, bigger than YouTube. I feel like it's kind of surpassed it in like the way a person kind of makes a revenue or a creator in that way makes revenue. But it's like the fact that esports exists at all is still like a huge like surprise to me. I think about it, I'm like, I don't it's watch huge. any of that stuff. There are national like, teams. You know? There are okay. there are there are national teams from all from all over the world, you know, uh, who come and they compete in, you know, these these big league tournaments and whatnot. There's huge payouts involved. There's a lot of pride in in these things. 
you know? Oh my god, in do you playing, remember? It's awful. In, in essentially playing what is a more colorful version of Team Fortress 2. <laughs> listen, listen. Oh my god, yes, like Sonic Fox from... <laughs> like... <laughs> like Sonic Fox, and Sonic Fox from Transgender is the greatest esports gamer in the world. Absolutely true. But that true. would be the one... That's the th that's why one issue with Glitch Text is that uh, the the greatest gamer of all time in the esports scene is not a transgender furry. It's Mitch Williams. <laughs> it's Mitch Williams. <laughs> Although Mitch could be a transgender furry, we just haven't seen his fursuit. Well, he has to be. He has to be gaming in the fursuit for it to count. <laughs> it's not the same yeah, as right. Sonic Fox from Transgender the if they're not wearing the fursuit. In the fursuit with the trans flag uh, tied around his neck. And the trans flag is his country. <laughs> yeah. No, his, his, his uh, flag is Gay Britain. Gay Britain, oh my god. <laughs> we can- listen, do you remember- not to like talk about you know YouTubers, but like, do you remember when the Game Grumps did a YouTube Red show about like, essentially like a like a Dota two esports team, and it was like, yeah. I fucking shitty, and I watched the whole thing like twice because I was obsessed with them. I, 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 was, like, I only I think I ever watched the first episode, and the only thing I remember from it is that uh, there's a continuity error where uh, Aaron loses one of his shirts in one of the shots. Is that true? I don't even remember it, but it's, it's like- It's really funny, I noticed it like the first time I watched it, and I watched it back <laughs> like 10 times, it was really funny. That's so funny. <laughs> and in the first episode- I think episode... it's when he breaks his thumbs. I think it's when he breaks his thumbs or something. <gasps> Actually, now that I think about it, I literally- I've seen all- because like, I remember I got for like- my birthday or something, I was like, I want YouTube Red, because I was like a huge nerd, and so I wanted to like, I was like, I've got to watch these YouTubers. And then I did, um, I got like the free trial, because I was like, I don't have a credit card, so like my mom did it for me. And then I was like, I'm going to watch MatPat do all this stuff, and like, you know, the, the Game Grumps do their whole YouTube Red thing. And then I, it was like- Well, the MatPat series was cool. It was fun. I, it was actually pretty cool. Back when he was, you know, still a, a you know, decent creative, but it's- <laughs> we'll I think they should bring back PewDiePie, but not as like a thing where it's like, this is funny because he's a guy people like, but it's like, we're genuinely trying to torture him. <laughs> yeah, they should, they should just do, you know, the scare PewDiePie and saw it. Torture tortured PewDiePie. <laughs> and then they just, like, recreate saw traps and force him to <laughs> Yeah, he gets his own saw game. <laughs> they didn't consent to do it, they just force him to go scare through saw games. Scare PewDiePie season 2, but it's just the saw for the Xbox. <laughs> With PewDiePie in it. And he's, he's he mind. didn't want to do it. They they didn't tell him he was going to be doing this. They were just like, go get in the room, and they start recording him in the saw trap. I'm gonna learn like modding just to patch him into the game, just to just to do this. Just to <laughs> just watch to be, like, him die. Just I want to see oh, torture. Uh, uh, I don't want to get too off topic. Uh, but like, but yeah, the the point being that I think that what really sets glitch decks apart as like this really special thing, um, with regards to you know previous TV shows which have also depicted gamers is that it just kind of treats gamers as people you know and these gamers happen to go through giant uh like sci-fi crazy situations you know they're like fighting uh giant eyeballs plants on with tentacles and like fire flaming wings or whatever uh from a video game that like came out in 1997 uh because somebody spilled their juice on their uh, Atari 2600 or whatever. 
You know, that's like situations that you would wa watch them walk into in media res. But then like the actual, you know, content of the show, it never ostracizes them for being gamers, for being nerds like that. I think the one instance in which I ever saw like, like a character in the show is ostracized for is ostracized is never like related to like the gamer thing. It's often related to their character itself, or it's like something that they have to kind of overcome. I think about um uh Miko's sister, uh Nika? Miss Miko's sister Nika, who I absolutely adore. She's so funny. Um is you know she's uh an older she's an older teen um you know and she goes to high school and she has to deal with like popularity and stuff but she also likes playing uh she she likes playing with her sister she likes playing uh you know funny little candy crush games on her phone but she kind of has to like hide these aspects of herself because she feels ostracized by her peers but like it's never at her expense it's, like, a legitimately an arc she has to undergo where she's, like, yeah, you know, I like I like playing video games. I don't think she's ever ostracized for playing video games. She's ostracized for hanging out with her sister who seems weird and, like, playing in the ball pit at Joystick Juniors and getting all covered in, like, bubble suds and, like, it makes a bubble sud beard. That's the kind of stuff she gets ostracized for, but never for being, like, a gamer. But she does, like, project that a little bit on D'Amico when she's, like... When when she's when she's like you know you're you're kind of you know silly and you're embarrassing or whatever you know I don't you you play all your your video games or whatever but I'm like an I'm like a teenager you know I have all this stuff that I have to do but then you know she's also kind of a gamer she's a casual gamer and I like that about the show that it's like it never puts down casual gamers as well right even if you play Candy Crush on your phone you're still a gamer and you're you you know you still belong. You heard it here first, folks. If you play mobile games, you are a gamer. This is actually a hot topic in the gamer community. It's like mobile gamers aren't gamers. It's like, yes, they are. Diversity. Yeah, you know? Thank you so mobile much for, for the confirmation that mobile gamers still count. Yeah. I, can't I really like the hockey play video games. I can only I really play like Pokemon. Run. Episode. It's good. Oh, I need to watch Glitch Text again. It was, it's, I legitimately I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, but, like, that. my point being that, like, you know, if they ever have to come or overcome, like, some kind of, like, ostracization, like, plotline, or, like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm weird, it's like, you're weird or whatever, it's never because they're a gamer, because they're all gamers. Everybody in this world is a gamer. Like, that's the whole thing. Hinobi is huge. It's like the Sony of... It, Hanobi is like a mix of Nintendo and Sony, but I say it's Sony because they also sell like all kinds of electronics, right? Not just video games, but you know, all that, all kinds of stuff. So, uh, Hanobi is more like Sony, uh, right? It, if it, it, it's, it's huge, right? It's, it's, it's like if everybody in our world played, uh, PlayStation, right? It, it, you walk into somebody's house and they, they're talk, they. And they're like reading the latest magazines and they're reading articles and whatnot about like the games that are gonna come out soon. And people are lining up around the fucking block. Sorry. But people <laughs> are lining up around the block to buy these cool limited edition sneakers. And like that is I mean, the show is set like 20 minutes in the future. They have like hologram technology. But like world peace, no more console wars. 
Would you rather Hanobi Monopoly or like consist like people arguing like Xbox is better, PS2 has no games, like shit, like stuff like that? Like what, what, what's the, what's the real? Would you rather one company has a monopoly and like everybody has like a, you know a Hanobi console in their house or like you know there's no other like forms of video games or you know see watching an Xbox fan and a PS like PlayStation fan arguing? What's the, choose your hell? There's, yeah, there's all kinds of like plots that uh, happen uh, centered, but it's like the Hanobi tech is is kind of there. It's it's there as a plot device in most episodes, right? It's like, oh, this console glitched, and you know you have to catch the thing that that popped out of it, and you have to resolve that issue while also dealing with this issue related to like trust issues and relying on your partner, and you know, uh, uh, something like you know stuff like that, wanting to fit in, you know, things that kids can relate to, that aren't necessarily based in being a gamer, but like, but like because the problems that they go to are not gamer exclusive problems. But they're still gamers, and lots of kids are gamers, and they'll see like, oh, you know, they're they're playing this this Pokemon video game that I like. But even if they're not a gamer, they can still it's it's still a plot line about like, uh, you know, five is being peer pressured to act more like the cool kid, uh, and you know, and he because he thinks it'll get him a lot of respect, but in fact he's being a really big jerk, right? Stuff yeah, like it's that. like. Yeah, 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 because I was just thinking oh, over the summer, my younger cousins who were like nine and ten years old, they came and like they visited me. Well, not me, but I was a family, right? And so my brother is like the gamer of the family, even though like you know he would just play Fortnite, and I was the real gamer of the family, but nobody paid attention <laughs> to me because I'm the older sibling. So it's like whatever. But it's like you know, so he's liked video games longer than I have. He's like some huge Nintendo fan. So. My younger, my uh, cousin Santiago, he would like always like sit with my brother and like watch him play because my brother's like, no, you gotta watch me play because he's older, you know how it is. And so then, um, my the youngest cousin Sara, she was like, I want to play video games too. Can I play on your computer? And I'm like, cool. I don't have any of his like fun games though. You can play Half Life if you want. And so I sat her down and I let her play Half Life on my computer. And um, Santiago also wanted to come play Half Life on my computer. And so it was these like nine and ten year olds who were like obsessed like for like three days they're like can i please play half-life and i'm like sure and so they would like i would open it up and set it up for them and like you know do all the controls like okay you gotta press this and this and this and they would like you know i would oh how can you help me and so i would show them all these like you know how to play half-life and so it was old this old game and i'm just like man gaming is like cool now it's like not a nerd thing anymore and it's like for everybody even like these ancient app like these ancient games i keep almost soaring too man these like ancient games that like you know these kids are like much older than the, these kids, right? And they still like had a ton of fun playing with, like playing them. And I'm like, wow, it really is like no longer like a weird thing, and like no longer like oh, you're like a recluse and you never leave your house and you live in your mom's basement, you know? That's for Discord yeah. mods now. Now we now we make fun of Discord <laughs> moderators, but it's like I, you know. I think there's another episode where it's like they do have um in in the show they do have gamers who are kind of recluses who never leave the house. But he, the difference there is that they're not the the their reclusiveness is not like the butt of the joke, and they're not like the archetype of like a nerd. They don't have like they're not big and fat. They're not slovenly. They don't have like zits or whatever. Um, you know, they're not they're they're not anything like that. And it's never seen as like that kind of a like a flaw that makes them ugly or whatever. 
No, they're reclusive, of course, but and that is their flaw, is that they are reclusive, but they're reclusive because they're kind of almost intensely plugged into this VR game. And but they're but they're esports stars. They're like super famous streamers. They have like a stream team that's like in, like incredibly well known uh, yeah. within the world, mm-hmm. right? And so you know they're they're celebrities within the gaming world, <clears throat> but they have a problem where they just you know they they are so plugged into their game and they're always gaming and whatnot that they are constantly breaking their consoles. Uh, there's electrical wires all over the place. It's a a fire hazard of a house right so that is the scene as the flaw you know staying plugged into your game too long is not all is you know is not a good thing right everything in moderation you have to be more aware of your surroundings especially because they're in vr um but you know they're not it, it's not like the archetypical like nerd who never goes outside like the like the neat stereotype right they're just yeah. people- yeah, 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 and even like in I was I talked about it at the beginning, um, this movie that I watched recently, which like, it's like it's okay, it's not like a masterpiece, but I really liked it. Free guy, all right, listen, please go watch it. I enjoyed it. Um, even like I felt like gaming culture and like in that one was super awesomely depicted, and especially like the in-game stuff was like awesome because you're like, oh my god, this is like straight up out of GTA, like it's great, like GTA Five Online. And like there was frequently whenever they had to like show like whenever the game company had an effect like did something that affected the whole server or the whole world they would frequently cut to like shots of people gaming in like every situation so it was like you know the 12 year olds on their computer and like people in like extremely rural areas like connected with like one console to like a a terrible awful like tv and it was like kind of showing that it's like everybody played this game and so it's, it's it's interesting to see that, I guess, that cultural shift between, like, you know, every, like, recluse nerd gamer who, like, never leaves their mom's basement to, like, everybody does this now. And it's, like, super normal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. It's, it's, it's like, I don't think normalizing, essentially, right? But, like, it's, it's, it's shifted. It's, I think it's, normalizing and, is and the also, word. And also, like, and also, I mean, yeah, maybe normalizing the word, but, like, you know the the generations that used to be you know making movies and whatnot the the people who made pixels and um that one episode of Futurama where they were like what if life were like a video game and uh and uh what's the other one level up or whatever there's some other gaming uh show on Disney oh that's the other thing i wanted to mention but i forgot about it gaming in is so normalized now in our society I, if you want to shock, if you want to shock somebody's hair like ice cold white, you tell them that they are playing Jacksepticeye Let's Plays on Disney X. I'm that sorry. No, okay, that wait. Normalized. Okay, wait. We have to cut this short because I need to go soon, and we, it's, it's, it's we've gone over, we haven't gone over a time limit yet. But like, okay, you know. <laughs> We might have to end this and then, like, keep this conversation going after, but it's, like, to wrap things up, gaming culture is normalized, um, video game movies are awful because they kind of take away the experience of it, that's what we talked at the beginning, we just didn't circle back to that, um, they don't let you experience the story that needs to be interactive, and which text is good, so, that's, uh, (laughs) we'll we'll, we'll talk about Jack's stuff again later. (laughs) Alright, well... That was Power Source Podcast. I'm Max. These are my friends. Uh, You guys want to say goodbye?
Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> See ya.